So you wanna know? Welcome to the Swana Know Podcast. I'm your host, Annelisa Swana. Join us every week as we explore extraordinary conversations of triumph, resilience, and anything you want to know. Today I'm joined by Asonele Melap, who is the founder of the Nokwanda Patoka GBVF Foundation. She is also the Herald Nelson Mandela University Citizens of the Year Award winner in the gender-based violence category. Hello, Asonele. Hello, Annalisa. How are you doing? I am well. How are you? Wow. <laughs> How are you doing? Um, wow. I'm doing great. I'm doing better than yesterday and better than I think tomorrow will be also a better day. A better day. Mm-hmm. That is so awesome. Tell us, who is Asonele? Asonele Melapi is a normal citizen who lost her sister tragically um, through GBVF, femicide. And she's a lady that decided not to be silent about it. Sure. I'm a multifaceted woman. You are. You Besides truly that, are. I'm also a businesswoman. I have a tax and bookkeeping company okay. that I help uh, people with their business plans, proposals, sure, 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 sure. all of that. So I'm a multifaceted. You are. You truly are. That is so awesome, man. <laughs> that so is much. so awesome. Also, please tell us about your foundation. My foundation um, was founded after the brutal murder of my sister, Nogwanda Maguga Patoka. She was my best friend. Mm. Oh, oh, what a beautiful and humble soul she was. She was international. She was, oh, her smile would captivate you. She was one of those people I used to say, but she always would say, you know, being polite takes nothing from you. Stop it. Stop being moody. She was always like that. Just be yourself and be happy and be bubbly. You'll see everything will melt away. She had that aura about her. She was a problem solver. And she was a peaceful and humble person. And what happened to her was a shock. It destroyed my family entirely because you would have never expected that to happen yeah. to someone with such good aura and positive vibes. You, you, yeah. you know, we always say when it happens to your sibling, it's hurtful. But to her, it hurt the whole country internationally, actually. Mm. Her friends and family from as far as Mexico, Germany, UK, America... They all were distraught, mm. even up in South Africa. Like everyone was like, "But no and Johnny." And um, after not coping, I took the little that I had in pensions, and I restarted my life um, in the NPO space. Okay. I didn't know what I was doing. Okay. I didn't know what was ahead of me. All I knew that. This is what I wanted to this do. I wanted to wanted honor to my do. sister. I wanted to right the wrongs. And I just wanted to fix that in the end and tell her story the way that it happened and tell who she is and who she was. Our vision is to mobilize women around yes. South Africa to take part in a holistic approach of the fight against gender-based violence mm. from the grassroots mm. in order to achieve zero tolerance for GBVF in South sure. Africa. And our mission is also to 
hold authorities responsible yes. and accountable in the justice system of SA, as well as our justice and judicial um, mm. departments. You know, we want to empower women with skills that will enable them to be independent, mm. educate women, children, and men to value themselves. And our objectives is to facilitate life skill programs for the youth in our community, to work in collaboration with all department, um, government departments, municipalities, development agencies, and institutions of higher education. We want to provide emotional support and empowerment programs to victims or survivors of domestic violence, sexual offenses, abuse, and human trafficking, and also operate as a reception, essential, and referral center of professional services. So that's us in a nutshell, in a nutshell. as the Nokwanda Patoka GBVF Foundation. Thank you so much for sharing that with us, Aso. Aso, you, you mentioned at the beginning that you used your pensions mm-hmm. to, to start the foundation. I just want you to take us through how and when it was started. I'm sure it was not an easy one. When someone says open an NPO, they don't tell you that you you know, you're on your own, you want to work, you're not funded, so you have to have capital. And the capital has to come from you, unfortunately, because no place funds or donates or sponsors an unregistered entity. Gala up a problem. And for you to be registered, you have to go through social development. Yeah. And for you to, as an NPO, that is, and social development, unfortunately, you're... For me, I'm speaking from my personal experience. I registered in 2022 and I only received my certificate last week. Um, I'm not sure if it's the system, it's backlogs, or is it human error in, in, in when they punch in? Because I made, had so many errors. I had to apply three times, not once. And if I wasn't someone who checked up on my application, I would have never known. I would have waited now again for the following second year uh, and third year because I'm not sure what to do. Um, but I followed up. I, I kept calling. I, I kept um, emailing. And I even went as, head as, as far as the provincial office. From provincial office, I went to head office. I kept on and kept on and kept on and until so, I got so it. So you left your job mm-hmm. to do this. Yes. Wasn't that scary? At the time, it, it wasn't much so because I had the support system from my partner. Sure. Um, I had the support system from my family. And I was sure, nah, that I no longer want to do? work. Sure. I want to do this. I, I, I knew it would have consequences. I knew it would have challenges. Mm. But I told myself, I want to honor my sister. This Come is the only me. way I can do this. This is the only, I, I felt guilty for the longest time, actually, because that weekend, me and my elder sister were supposed to have gone and visited her and see her new house. Hence, I could not cope. It, it had to do with my guilt. It had nothing to do with anybody else or the risk factor. It was just about me trying to settle a score with me, myself that, you know, I, I could have been there, could have helped her, could have saved her, but I didn't. So what must I do now? What can I do now to rectify this, to heal myself? And my aunt suggested, Iris Bosakwe, she's in the NPO space. She suggested, she said to me, look, this thing heals me. Yeah. You know, and her son also was brutally murdered in Cape Town a few years back. So she said, 
I started to do community development and helping others to heal. So this is my remedy for you. Do you think that there's enough awareness when it comes to gender-based violence in our country? No. We may say there is, but there isn't. There isn't at all. There's not even a show whereby I go to a GBV. And I would expect it in this day and age to be one. There's no one wanting to face facts or the hard truths. We always are on the surface about who should be responsible, who should be taking care of us. On that note, what is it that you think needs to be done more to raise awareness and to, to actually curb this? It starts there at court. The sentences. Why doesn't court have court-remanded counselling? They have social workers. They have a department dedicated to counselling that they can link up with and make it court-mandated and also have a register at social... Because there's no town without social development in the country. There's no town without Sasa or whatever they want to call it. But it's there in every single town. A department of social development. Hence, I'm saying that our government has all this, the, the solutions right in front of them. They're just not utilizing them. Or maybe no one is suggesting this, but it's there. It, we're supposed to have court mandated and court remanded. First point of punishment for domestic violence, go to counseling. Sure. And if it doesn't happen or you don't go, then you spend that remanded time in jail. Maybe you'll think about it properly sure. inside the cells. So I just want us to go back also to... You're a citizen of the winner. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God. God be praised. Oh, glory to God. What does it mean for you to get this recognition? Oh, it means so much. Um, you know, I'm thinking of all the sacrifices that you, 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 you have mm. done to get to this point and to be recognized for, for your work. How does that feel? It's amazing. You know, it, it's surreal. I still haven't believed it yet. It's like someone will say, ah, we were joking, it's a prank, and it's over, you know. Thank God, because he's showing himself in all these accolades and, and achievements that, Ndanam, it's not, it's not going to be in vain. I'm going to keep my promises sure. to you. Like I said, I would. If you choose me, I will choose you back. And that's what God is doing. Oh, man, that is so awesome when I ask. So, so what are your plans? What are your plans? What are you? My plan is in future, I want to open a school, a skills and development center. There's so many kids that are not book smart. I don't want to say slow learners or remedial. I don't want to give them a a name that looks down on them. So I'm going to say book smart. Um, And those book smart kids are the ones that get bullied and who eventually drop out of school, who eventually go into drugs or crime or whatever, and who eventually now are the perpetrators or the criminals. And they're not given a way out or solution to their um, not being book smart or the the speed of which they catch up on to the others. Because mainstream is very fast in South Africa and with the changes of the curriculum, children get confused. And there's no schools in townships that cater to that. Even if you'd say skills in November, they'll say, no, we have them. But here in Kabeha, it's here in town opposite SABC. How are they supposed to get there when they are poverty-stricken? Like, we are not accommodating the poor. And I want to do that. I want there to be a school of that in every town in the Eastern Cape as Lokshin. Thank you so much, Asa. A tragic but such an inspiring story. 
Thank you. Thank you so much for joining the Son and No podcast. We look we look forward to having you again. Are you going to come back? Of course, definitely. All the best and congratulations on on the award. Thank you. And all the best with with everything. Thank you so much. It means a lot to me. That's all we have for you today. Join us again next week on Swanano. Stay motivated, stay inspired. Bye.